Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. It's making a list. Checking it twice. Santa baby, slip a sable under the tree. Santa baby? No, it's disgusting. It sexualizes Santa. If you were Santa, you could do magic. Here, let's watch you disappear. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Now from the Bob and Sherry Studios, Santa's favorite little helpers, it's Bob and Sherry. I was very saddened and surprised that Christine McVie, the keyboard player and one of the lead singers for Fleetwood Mac, passed away at the age of 79. And, you know, it's I was I was kind of shocked. I mean, not totally shocked, because I knew she wasn't a spring chicken, but I was Number one, I was shocked that she passed away. She um, has not been in the uh, news a lot lately, but you still hear music that she's written and uh, with Fleetwood Mac and played all the time. You know, whether it's in a restaurant and they have a certain format on or whatever, her songs are multi generational. And I was surprised that she was almost eighty years old. I, in my mind, she was always perpetually about thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let's let's hear a little bit. A lot of our rock stars. Yeah. This this she, song was about an affair she had. Yeah, oh, with the yeah. lighting director for the band yeah. and her uh, ex-husband John McVie, who is the bass player, according to the story. Um, said, oh, you've written a new song. You make loving fun, huh? And she didn't, and she didn't want to hurt his feelings. She was dating this guy who was, I guess, younger. He was the lighting director with the band. And she said, no, 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 no. It's not, it's not about a guy. It's about my dog. I just, I just wanted to write she a song. She was a nice person. I was reading about um, when the band came to Los Angeles to make the album Fleetwood Mac that came out in 1975. That's the one that has the doorway and six and a half foot tall Mick Fleetwood. And I guess that's John McVie he's with. Anywho, um, they had been like a folk band in the pubs in London, which I didn't know about. And then they hooked up with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. There was all this like suddenly California American rock and roll cool so they came to a studio in LA called Sound City, and this was, according to um, you know people at the time, this was when cocaine first hit LA. They said it was a tsunami of white powder, and at the studio, they had bowls of cocaine that were made available the same way you might have like spring Candy. water or Diet Coke or M and M's, and they said the the band member said that the album Fleetwood Mac was written 
with white powder literally coming off the walls in every room of the studio, one of the engineers who worked at Sound City would test it for purity, which Mick Fleetwood said was like being at a cool chemistry class. Like you just could not <laughs> believe what, what you saw. They recorded the album. They went to number one in the U.S. It was a huge hit. And because the album had been fueled by so much cocaine and alcohol and fooling around, it encouraged even more of that the next time around. And then that next album was Rumors, which became one of the top selling albums of all time. Of all and time, every yeah. lyric on that record drips with drugs, disappointment, infidelity, chaos, and um, the dissolute Los Angeles rock and roll lifestyle. It's a wild yeah, it story. Was, it was definitely a reflection of the relationships that were uh, somewhat toxic, shall we say, in that band. And Max uh, off mic was saying that she may have been the most talented person in that band. She wrote a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the big hits, a majority yeah. of the big hits. Yeah, yeah. And she and and she was a very good singer. And a very good keyboard artist, but it was Stevie Nicks who really had that witchy sort of persona and was more playful on stage, you know, moving around with the, the you know, the, the, the front clothing. man situation. Yeah. Speaking of Stevie Nicks, yesterday afternoon she tweeted out a handwritten note about Christine McVie, and Max uh-huh. grabbed it, and here's what it said This is Stevie Nicks. She said, I had a best friend, but she has come to pass. One I wish I could see now. You always remind me that memories will last. These arms reach out. You were there to protect me like a shield. Long hair running with me through the field. Everywhere. You've been with me all along. Why me? How did I get this hallelujah? Why me? How did I get this hallelujah? See you on the other side, my love. Don't forget me. Always, Stevie. Sweet. That's really sweet. They, they really were an unusual band because rock and roll, even today, what's left of it, it's primarily a guy thing. And back then, it was totally a guy thing. And along comes this band that becomes the biggest band in the world, and they have two female leads, and, and very strong ones. Uh, it just it, it made them, it's one of the other things that made them unique, so she will be missed. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com Bob and Sherry books swag and the mother of all mothers merch just hit shop at bobandsherry.com I um I've been getting some DMs and messages on Twitter and Facebook from listeners who are getting their Spotify unwrapped for the year and if you're a big Spotify user it breaks every year this time Spotify will tell you what you listen to the most and for how long you listen to it. Yes, I and just got so, that. Mm-hmm. Did you get yours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I got um, from uh, someone on Twitter, um, Not British, that's their Twitter handle, at Not British. Um, Thanks, Bob and Sherry, for being my top podcast on Spotify this year. 
I loved all 833 minutes of it. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like I just like got goosebumps. Thank you so much. And then um, got a DM from Megan Young who says this, I got my Spotify unwrapped for this year and I would like to thank you for keeping me company for 17,062 minutes so far <laughs> during all of the work from home, walls closing in, isolating madness that these years been. You really outdid yourselves this year. You're such comic relief, relatable AF, a source of fun facts, and a welcome familiar presence to get me through my day. Thanks for being you. I love the show and oddcast. Merry Christmas, Bob Sherry and the gang. I like I literally like got choked up. 17,062 so minutes. That is, do you know, like, okay, look at me, look at me. Our exes combined together have not listened yeah. to us for 17,000 minutes. Not 20% of it. No, that's true. No, not a fraction of it. Not a and fraction it's, of it's it. It's interesting. We both thought of the same thing at the well, exact same moment. You know yeah, why? Because we, we do know. know. We know. We know. They're not they fooling try, us. They try to fool us. They try to distract us. Oh, look, Bob and Sherry, a bird. But we know. We know that the two <laughs> of them they're listening together, right now, they're, they're going, I'm so glad I'm not a part of that. Oh, my God. Oh, if they're listening, I believe that your ex is about to call me and go, what's Bob doing these days? <laughs> they're not listening. They're not listening. <sighs> Megan Young, thank you. 17,062 minutes. I mean, there's a part of me that feels like, girl, that's a beating. There, isn't there a Geneva Convention against that? But that is amazing. Thank you. We are so overwhelmed. So overwhelmed. You, you know, it, it's it sounds. Like I'm going to continue uh, on this <laughs> train of thought. I don't think I have a friend or a family member who has listened to us or me that much. I I don't think so. Do you want to have your mind? Mary blown? is I'm glad the, Mary is the closest because she was a fan before we even met. I'm glad you're sitting down. Yesterday, it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sitting at my computer working away and my phone rings. It's my youngest. Hey, teapot, what's up? Hey, mom, I just wanted to check in. I just finished woodshop. Karami is taking woodshop this semester and is using power tools to make things. It is good for her. Freaking hilarious. Good um, for her. Using band saws and it's wild. I don't even, I don't, I don't know. It's an elective. Anywho. So she's like, yeah, I just finished wood shop and I'm waiting for my friend and we're going to go to the dining hall and get some dinner. And so we're chatting a little bit. And then here comes the friend and Karamia goes, oh, she just pulled up. And the friend gets out of the car and Karamia goes, I'm talking to my mom. And the, and the Elizabeth goes, hey, bestie Sherry. I'm like, hey, girl, how you doing? She said, I'm just listening to the odd cast. What? <laughs> Is that right? On the way I over, said, she was listening to it. I said, yeah. you're, you're doing what? She goes, oh, yeah, I listen to the podcast all the time. And Karamia goes, oh, yeah, she likes chit-chat. <laughs> like, first of all, you're my child, so you should, you should want nothing to do with me, technically. Like, I think that's a law. You're supposed to want nothing to do with me. Your friend is driving around listening to, to the podcast. I was so shocked. I was more shocked by that than maybe I could be shocked by anything. Um, my daughter... Uh, Allie sent me a screenshot and the only words on the screenshot were a friend of mine found this and sent it to me. And it was the cover of our CD of good, clean fun, which the two oh, of where us, we're in the shower, yeah. we're in the shower together. And you know, it's, 
it's not really naughty, but you know, I've got shampoo in my hair. And when people first saw it, they were going, Whoa. And there, there was really, especially back then, there was nothing like us on radio. We wanted to do something that would raise eyebrows. And, and it did a little bit given the time. I don't know where her friend found that CD, but somewhere that CD fell into one of her friend's hands. And she sent a, a picture of it to Allie. The day that we shot that, we shot that at Bob's house. His kids were yeah. very, very little. Allie was probably six. Yeah. Um, the day that we shot that, Bob's um, wife at the time was um, in the kitchen reading the newspaper, eating a bowl of popcorn. Um, we're, we've got like towels on and shampoo in our hair and all this sort of stuff. And and she's like, whatever. Let me know if you need, me- me if yeah. you need anything. Turns yeah. the page. It was like there was absolutely nothing risque about it, and she could not have cared less. I think that her biggest worry was that we'd ask her to get in there with us. Like, I do. Or that we were running up the water the water bill or something like that. Oh, um, honey. Oh, stop I, yourself. You think she cared about running up the bill? Listen to what you just said. You know, I stand Listen corrected. Listen to what you just said. Yeah, yeah. Didn't care about I stand running corrected. The bill. That's right. Look, look, focus on this. Karami and her friends listen to the podcast. What? I know. And thank you. Thank you to all of you that listen every single day. It just blew the Spotify and rap stats. They just blow our mind. Morons in the news is next. We got the people's movie critic coming up. And today he is reviewing menu. It's Bob and Sherry. Let's do it. It's Bob and Sherry. These morons off the air with morons in the news. I think a lot of our listeners know that El Chapo was the dude who was the head of the biggest drug cartel in the world, worth billions of dollars, was captured, broke out of the prison. I think he broke out twice. We got him again, and he's now in prison probably for the rest of his life somewhere in the United States. Max thinks it's in, like, Colorado, somewhere like that. Anyway, the guy who took over for him is a fellow named Jesus Francisco Sarazin Lore, and his uh, handle is The Pirate. That's what they call him, The Pirate. And he has taken over El Chapo's drug uh, organization. And of course, they are armed with uh, machine guns, very, very bad people. And he's been unable to be captured. They, they just can't quite get him. But he's dead because he has this, he had this affinity for drag racing. And so he got into his car. I'm not sure what it was. I think it's a, I think it's a Toyota. And he went out to a, a strip just a couple of days ago and wanted to drag race one of his friends. And they got up to speeds of like 120 miles an hour. He lost control, and the pirate went right into a brick wall, and the car flipped over and exploded, and he is dead. So the police couldn't nail him. The army couldn't nail him. He nailed himself with his love of speed. And I'm looking, I never do this, but I'm looking at a photograph of the open casket And there he is, eyes closed, in this horrible plaid sport jacket with a metal crown on. They buried him with a crown on his head. And hundreds of people have walked by to pay homage. That's an option. Takes notes. (laughs) You can be buried with a crown, even if you're not actual royalty. Try to remember that. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So he's he's gone. Today's moron of the day is 38-year-old Jose Junior Vigil. 
his actual middle name is Junior. And hmm. I love that. I've never seen that before in all of no. my days doing morons no. in the news. I just love they were like, what, what should we name the baby? Jose, uh, I'm not naming him after your father. I'm not naming him after your father. Junior. So Junior. Jose Junior Vigil was spotted riding one of those stand-up electric scooters yeah. at 2.47 in the morning on US-1 on Stock Island down near the Keys. And there were mm-hmm. no lights on it. So the police saw this and thought, well, here's here's a disaster waiting to happen. This guy's going to get hit and killed. So right. they tried to stop him as he headed south toward Key West. But he refused to stop. And he continued to drive. And the deputies are following along. And now the deputies are like, okay, you're not stopping for law enforcement. That's a whole separate problem. He gets to the ho- he gets to this hotel. He jumps off the scooter and he takes off running. And now the cops are pretty sure he's got something going on. They tried to taser him, but they were unsuccessful because Jose Jr. Vigil could really move, right? The cops are chasing. Jose is running. And suddenly there's a body of water ahead, like a little pond. He jumps in. And the cops say, come on out of there. And he goes, I'm not gonna. The cops are like, you can't stay there forever. And he's like, watch me. So he <laughs> would not get out of the water. This is something that happens a lot in morons in the it news. Does. It's almost it like does. It's almost like it's... Folks, it's a pond, not a gateway to an alternate dimension where they don't have deputies. Like, you are eventually going to have to come out of the water. There might be alligators in there. And and you're not invisible. You're not invisible. You think you're invisible. After a while, deputies were like, we're just going to, we'll wait it out with you. And they eventually persuaded him to come out of the water. They found a very small amount of marijuana on Jose Jr., and that's because when you look at his mugshot, he'd smoke the rest. I have never seen anyone more baked in a mugshot than in this one. So we've, we've learned a lot here. When you're riding your scooter on US-1 in the Keys, yeah. you need to have some lights on. When the police tell you to stop, you might as well go ahead and stop. They're going to get you. Their, their cruiser goes faster than your scooter. And you can't stay in the water forever. We're going to post today's Moron of the Day up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. Coming up, we have comedian Chad Zumach. We have an unbelievable catfishing story. Unbelievable what this guy got scammed out of. The Bob and Sherry box office and the People's Movie Critic Reviewing Menu. Because it's Friday, and this is Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Hi, I'm Cindy Berg, and I'm with the 380th Expeditionary Force Support Squadron. I want to wish all my family and friends in Great Falls and North Central Montana a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
And I want to give a special shout out to my wonderful husband, Bob, and my beautiful daughter, Emily. I love you, I miss you, and I can't wait to be home with you. Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry. Oh, it is talkback time. You can get old school and call us on the phone at 844-52-SHERRY, or you can download our app. It's free in the Apple Store and Google Play, and it does all sorts of cool things. But there's a little microphone in the very bottom center of the screen. If you tap it and talk, it'll send your um, voice automatically to us. So the other day on the show, we were talking about this another crazy person trying to open an airplane door mid-flight, which right. is Bob's worst nightmare. And of course, you know, if it ever happened... On a flight we were on, he would have to spring into action and go all citizen air marshal on this person. So we asked, do we have any flight attendants or people out there that can answer for us once and for all? Can you open the flight door? And we have a buddy, Jack Driggers, who was in the uh, U.S. Air Force, who um, DM'd us and said, no, you really can't. And here's why. And we also got this call. Hey, Bob and Jerry, you guys were just talking about a person that was trying to open up a door on an airplane. Um, I do believe, I do not know if they lock or not, but I do know that uh, when the plane is going, there is a significant amount of force on the doors preventing them from opening. Even if they weren't locked, a normal human being would not be able to open up a door in mid-flight. Um, everything you see on videos and movies is not real. You'd have to essentially have an explosion to open up one of those doors. So even if they weren't locked, it'd be impossible for a normal human being to open that door. Thank you. Well, I feel uh, that's better. Not, that's not good enough. No, that's not good enough for me. <laughs> You mean that's not good enough for you? If I'm saying, you know, with my luck, somebody the size of Andre the Giant, he said normal human being, Andre the Giant is trying to push it open. Maybe he could. Uh, I understand it. I understand the physics behind it, sort of. But um, if if I see somebody trying to do that, I got to take them down, Uh, hopefully with uh, two or three Marines who are also on board at the same time. But what are the odds, Bob, that you're going to be? Here's what has to happen. You're on the flight. And a person with the strength and size of Andre the Giant is also on the flight. And that person suddenly loses their mind and decides they need to get out of the plane. Don't I you feel like small. the odds are in your favor that you're yes, they are. going to be okay? Y- yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, I don't even like sitting next to the door. You know, it, it's all in my head. I, I do sit next to the door because generally like, you have, like you have more either. leg room. You don't, like, you don't like doing that? I'll take that. I don't that. like to sit next to the door. I'll take that because, uh, and I always say, yes, I will help if there's an emergency. You can count on me. I'll I'll say anything to get that extra leg room. I want you to sit next to the door because I know that you're never going to try to open it. And because you're sitting next to the door, you're going to spend the entire flight in a state of white knuckled, hyperventilating, hypervigilance for all of our safety. And I appreciate that. So you can have that extra leg room and the seat by the door. And thank you for your service. I love it when I get that. Do you know that Ted Turner, the guy who started CNN, who owns more land than anybody else in the United States, at least he used to, he owns so much property in Montana, you you can't even count the acres. Even though he was as rich as you can be, he said he always tried to book that seat that we're talking about. Not first class, because he said, if you're in that seat, you're one of the first people off the plane. And you're not paying for the extra uh, legroom like you would 
in first class. And I don't think he drank alcohol, so he didn't care about the free drink. But what about the little bowl of hot nuts? Ted didn't want some hot nuts? Come on. Come on. He's one of the richest men in America. Fo- folks, folks can do their own joke about Ted Turner with hot nuts. <laughs> Ted, he called, the, call he the was, airport. Charter a jet. I'll bet you have enough money to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, he was married to Jane Fonda, wasn't he, for a while? Yeah, Ted he Turner. was. Yeah. In, I think back in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. And, and he's, didn't that, he's still alive. I guess he's well up in his 80s now. Didn't that seem like kind of a weird match and yet a perfect match in other ways? And also, mm-hmm. why is my newsfeed filled with this clickbait? Quote, Jane Fonda is preparing to die. <laughs> no, she's not. Like, what? No, she's not. Why do they do that? So I clicked that on click. it to see, like, did I miss something? No, she's on her way to Washington for some business trip. It was crazy. Some of the stuff awful. that they do with uh, with older stars is really um, terrible. For instance, I keep getting Robert Redford, Redford lives in the fabulous uh, ranch with his partner. So the inference is that he's gay. Now, I, I, I'm not going to click on it, but I know if I clicked on it, uh, he's got a business partner or he's, he's got uh, a girl. I don't even know if he's married. But they try to hook you in by, by saying, yeah, they try to hook you in with the word partner. Who says partner? You know, unless it's a business thing or, or you're gay. No one does. But it's just the way to get you to click in that way. Jane Fonda, just, by the way, has, has said, uh, and this is not clickbait. She has said, I will never buy another piece of clothing the rest of my life. I don't need it. And I'm not going to be one of those people that is polluting the world unnecessarily. Now, it's just one person. But I thought I've never heard of anybody who said, I will never buy another piece of clothing the rest of my life. I'm sorry. I just found the one thing she has in hus- common with my husband. <laughs> who, what a day. What a day yeah. this is. All right, coming up, comedian Chad Zumach is next. And we've got the People's Movie Critic warming up in the bullpen. He's reviewing Ray Fines and Anya Taylor-Joy in Menu. This is Bob and Sherry. Have you ever wondered what to do if you're in an abusive, narcissistic relationship or need tips on how to spice up your sex life? Or maybe how to not fall in the trap of being a mom martyr or perfectionist? Or you just want tips on how to get your picky kids to eat. Whatever the reason you were there, you were welcome. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, your confidant and host of the Parentologist Podcast. Please join me for your weekly dose of expert-level advice and resources from me and my guests in a relatable, easy-to-digest way. Find the Parentologist Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Sherry here. Just saying a giant thank you to everyone who reaches out and contacts the show. We try to read every email, every DM, every text. We do miss some. um, And I apologize for that. If you would like to be on the show or if something really wild has happened in your life and you'd like to be on the podcast, you can reach us at hello at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I. Hello at BobandSherry.com. That's usually the most direct way, but however you reach out, thank you and thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. 
Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. It's a podcast with stuff you won't hear on the regular show. I had Todd track down the founder of the American Museum of the House Cat. I, I got the cat mummy, which was a real rare find. In, what did you know, it look like, well, doctor? It just, well, it looks like it's just an old dried up cat. It's Bob and Sherry uncensored, uninterrupted, and unfettered. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. You know, I like people, but I don't crave being around people. You know what I mean? I do. My odd? Not in that way. That no, you're not odd. I'm, I'm not odd in that way. <laughs> you can get the Bob and Sherry Oddcast by going to our website, bobandsherry.com, B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com, or text the word Oddcast to 888-262-7437, 888-BOB-SHERRY, or the simplest way, get the new Bob and Sherry app for your iPhone in the App Store. I listen to you every morning on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. It's Bob and Sherry, unlike you've ever heard them before. The Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Leave us a talk back. talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. Here is comedian Chad Zuma. This is the anniversary of my first job out of high school. My first job. Do you remember your first job, sir? You remember yours? Yes. What was it? Uh, cemetery. Cemetery. That's weird. <laughs> it's a weird first job for a young man. But, you know, those graves aren't going to dig themselves. This is going better than I planned. <laughs> Cemetery. Mine, mine was, mine was uh, not as good, but it was there. It was, uh, it was Kmart, the department store. You guys ever had Kmart? I worked at Kmart. You guys remember me? So Ken Kmart, four days. I worked there for four days. That was my Kmart career. Four days. How long did you work at the cemetery? Uh, seven months. Seven months, four days. Boom. I don't know if you work in retail or a department store. I suggest you don't. It stinks. Because people will come up and ask questions, which is rude. The number one question. You guys know what the number one question is? Where's the restrooms? My number one answer? Walmart. I'm going on break. A question is what got me fired from my Kmart career. True story. This is what I'm about to tell you. This happened to me. It was my fourth day, sir. It was my last day. I didn't know what you did at a cemetery, but I try not to work. That's what I do at a job. I try to find a nice place where I could take a nap, not get caught. I'm in linens. I thought I was safe in linens. Turns out I was not safe in linens. There was a uh, gentleman comes running around the corner. I remember him. He was wearing hunting gear. John Deere hat, black eye, couple teeth. And in his hand, I swear to you, he had a ceiling fan. And he comes around up, he's like, hey, you work here. 
Meanwhile, I'm in a Kmart uniform. I'm like, nah, just a big fan of department store. Why would you ask if I worked here? And then he asked this question. I never forgot. He goes, let me ask you, do I need a ceiling for this fan? And as I'm processing this information, he proceeds to say, because I could mount that thing to the wall. That thing would spit out to the wall if I jimmied it, right? right? What? Like, how do you answer that question without violence? Is there a polite way to call someone a moron? Because I struggled in the moment. I lost my cool. I go, dude, you're a moron. He goes, what? What'd you say? I'm like, you're a moron. He's like, oh, where's your supervisor? I'm like, go find him. He found him. My supervisor, Ken, livid, calls me in the office. He's like, Chad, can you come on in? Can you shut the door? I shut the door, he pops up, he goes, I guess we're calling the customers morons now, that's what we're doing. I'm like, Ken, he has to put a ceiling fan on the wall, what was I supposed to do? <laughs> then he proceeds to say the worst thing I've ever heard my entire life, kids, earmuffs. Dry bar, I'm sorry. He looks at me and he goes, Chad, you're not Kmart ready. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to say it, but that's what he said. My apologies to Dry Bar, I didn't mean to, but I'm living with that my whole life. Every day I wake up, I'm like, I gotta be Kmart ready today! I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means I gotta do SEAL team training or take a nap. I don't know. I know if you're not Kmart ready, you better kiss your target dreams goodbye. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> that was psychological damage. Cause you know why? Kmart went out of business. They're not even Kmart ready. <laughs> Thank you. We'll post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Guess what's coming up? The People's Movie Critic. And today he is reviewing Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry ask, do you know a crazy cat person? Are you crazy? We are not crazy. Are you a crazy cat person? Well. Time to out yourself and proclaim to the world your love of your kitty best friend. Well. It's the My Life is All About My Cat line in the Bob and Sherry store with t-shirts available in an assortment of colors with the perfect style for you. Unisex, women's, and even tank tops in sizes small to 3X. Or you can have tea or coffee with your kitty pal with ceramic mugs that also say my life is all about my cat. And of course, Sherry's award-winning cooking with cats is chock full of great recipes and fun photos of felines frolicking in the kitchen with shirts drinkware and a cookbook the bob and sherry store has your crazy cat person covered this holiday season even if it's you yeah they're crazy but they're a lot of fun just hit shop at bob and it's the stuff we wouldn't couldn't shouldn't do on the regular show the oddcast podcast on the free bob and sherry app just when you think you've heard of every goofy holiday tradition, some of them we still practice, some of them are old-fashioned, just when you think you've heard them all, you stumble across one that you haven't. And this one involves fruitcake. Now, everybody likes to make fun of fruitcake. You know, mm-hmm. oh, you can have the same fruitcake for 30 years. They never go bad. I, I, don't, I don't get fruitcake. It has those weird, plasticky, strangely colored 
fruit pieces gummy of fruit. things in them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like if it's going to be banana bread and we can call it fruitcake, I'm down with it. But here's a fruitcake tradition that I have never heard before. See if you have. People in the day used to sleep with a fruitcake under their pillow because doing that would make you dream of your true love. Have you ever heard that before? Uh, no. Fruitcake, I associate with using as a doorstop, um, not eating, um, the butt of a joke, but but not dreamland about my uh, true love. What is, yeah. Where does that like originate? If you're, it's, a, it's a British English custom, and it goes way back to like the 1800s. And you uh-huh. wouldn't do it if you were already married, uh, because... If you're already married, in theory, you know who your true love is. But if you're a single person, you would put the slice of fruitcake or I guess the whole thing under your pillow at night. Uh, a fruitcake is such a rigid object. I, I really don't know that I want the whole thing under there. So you slide that under your pillow and you dream of of your, your love. Here's the funny thing about fruitcake. Have you noticed that when you learn something about fruitcake, it never involves somebody putting it in their mouth and eating it. Have you noticed that? That's true. It's very true. I can't believe someone... it's still around. I can't, I can't believe either. it's still around. And it is. When was the last time someone said to you, Bob, I know I just learned a great thing about fruitcake and how you eat it. It's never about no, eating it. I know it. It's and and there's there's else. never a variation. Like you would think somebody would have come up with an improvement because what's the knock with fruitcake? It's so dense, you cannot get your mouth through it. Your teeth will not penetrate the fruitcake. It's so dense. So why not loosen it up a little bit, you know, make it a little bit more cakey. And, you know, maybe you'd have a, a, a new product that would be popular. The ancient Romans used to make fruitcake and it was so dense and hard and loaded with nuts and raisins and pomegranates and barley and honey and all this other stuff. It was so dense and hard, and because of all the honey in it, it didn't go bad. And Roman soldiers would take fruitcake into battle. Like being a soldier isn't hard enough. Your your rations yeah, are you're, you're carrying are a hard a hard old dry piece of fruitcake. <laughs> Did not know that either. And that the only other thing I learned about fruitcake, in addition to like putting it under your pillow and dreaming of your true love. And if someone out there tries this and it works, let us know. Um, fruitcake used to have meat in it because the people back then were like, this fruitcake's pretty disgusting. Is there any way we can make it worse? And someone said, I've got an old piece of ham. (laughs) That's really awful. Doesn't that sound terrible? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of meats, I, I just saw the headline the other day. Scientists have invented lab based meats. Oh, I've been watching this story for a couple of months. Lab, lab-based meats. And um, I don't know. They're going to have to come up with some sort of a different title for it. I just can't say, see myself, you know, I got the family over here. It's the holidays. Tim, I see you've eaten. Would you like some more lab-based meats? You know, I think it's just so know. unappealing sounding. I think if you didn't know, because I, I was reading about one of these lab meats and they said yeah. the texture, everything about it was 
so close that if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. I think if you didn't know, you would be fine. But what is it? And it's weird that we go, yes, I will eat a hog's leg before I eat something that looks and tastes just like that, that you grew in a laboratory. What is it about that? It's, it's just the words. They, they are foreign. It, and it's not lab-based, by the way. I, it just came to me. It's lab-grown meat. <laughs> Ramsey, exactly. more lab-grown meat. <laughs> it just, it's just not appealing sounding. And yet, you know, as Americans, like we invented high-tech processed food back in the day. I saw that oh, yeah. uh, on the, the History Channel, the food that made us or made America or whatever. Made they America. Did the, um, yeah. They did yeah. the episode about Clarence Birdseye. That was the Birdseye frozen pea guy. His name was Clarence Birdseye. That is a name that guarantees you're going to have some important uh, destiny. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is. Right. right, but Clarence Birdseye is not going to be forgotten by time. Anywho, because they were able to invent this freezer and put these freezers into supermarkets to sell frozen vegetables, it kicked off a revolution in high-tech right. future food, which is what lab-grown meat is. Well, I mean, and you yet- know, there's so many complaints about regular meat. It takes uh, it takes so long. For the animals to grow, you've got to butcher, you've got to ship them, and then the environment, the impact on the environment for the grazing and all the other things go along with it. So <laughs> lab-raised meat, I think, is coming. It's just, when you say a, uh, a plant-based meat, there's something about that. Okay, I could get my head around that a little bit, all right? Somehow they took, they, they took some broccoli and they did something to it, and now it tastes like hamburger. Okay, I can kind of understand that. But the idea that it comes from a laboratory is just, I don't know, it's just not a And yet, once upon a time in America, that was the yeah. only place we wanted our food to come from. And yeah, speaking of food, the People's Movie Critic is next, and he is reviewing Menu. Oh, I can't wait. It's Bob and Sherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Cherry app. It is time now for the People's Movie Critic and his review of Menu. Hey, Lamar. Hey. You know, I've spent my entire life being in love with food. I mean, it's been the center point of my life. I love making it as much as I love eating it. And my mantra is, there is a best way to make Every food tastes the best that it possibly can, and there is no such thing as too much trouble to accomplish that. And I love the dining experience. I don't care whether it's a really good bacon cheeseburger in some hole-in-the-wall joint or a dry-aged bone-in ribeye in a place where you have to make reservations two weeks in advance, and they call the green beans Harry Corvair, okay? I I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I love it all. So when I see a movie titled The Menu, I'm in. And then when I see in the preview, the head chef is played by Ralph Fiennes, and it also has Anya Taylor-Joy from The Queen's Gambit in it. Oh, I had to see it. Now, it turns out this is a dark thriller, not quite horror, but also a good dark comedy, a good dose of that, and especially if you get food references. And Fiennes plays Chief Slowick, and he has worked his way up in the culinary world, finally to the point of having his restaurant 
on an island that can only be accessed by boat. Now, the fact that it's not easy to get to only enhances the exclusivity of the whole deal. Right. And there's only 12 people allowed for dinner. Each plate costs $1,250. Each course, each course has a story to go along with it. And it's not to be eaten. They are to be tasted. For me, when you say they are not to be eaten but tasted, that's code for you're going to want to stop at the drive-thru on your way home because they're not giving you enough food. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Amen. But the people eating in this meal are like a once famous actor that nobody recognizes now, played by, uh, by John Leguizamo, and his assistant Felicity, who's played by Amy Carrero. There's Lillian, who is a big-time food critic. She's played by Janet McTeer. She's got her kiss-up edit- editor, Ted, that agrees with everything she says. you got a couple of regulars, Richard and Ann, who's played by Reed Burney and Judith Light. You got three co-workers from this high-end tech company, and they're like three jerks just drinking too much. And you got Slowick's mother. And finally, you have a real foodie named Tyler, who's played by Nicholas Holt. And he's this fanboy for Slowick. I mean, he just follows this guy everywhere. And he feels like this is the greatest night of his entire life. And his date, Margot, who's played by Anna Taylor-Joy, she turns out to be a last-minute substitute for his girlfriend that broke up with him. So the diners are all there for different reasons, but they all have one thing in common. They are pretentious jerks. The only one that is not is Margot. And her being the last-minute substitute, Chef Slowick had not planned for her. She, he had planned for somebody else. So now she is a problem for him because he has planned this meal down to the last detail, and she's not supposed to be there. Now, the movie's an hour and 47 minutes long. It's rated R for violent content, language, and sexual references. Can't give a lot of detail because there's a lot of twists and turns and, and surprises in it. But the movie is about how out of hand the high-end uh, high restaurant business has become. Because they're not selling food. They're selling a lifestyle. And the food right. critics help them do it. And this industry is really directed at the people who have the money that they don't mind throwing away. And as soon as a restaurant becomes impossible to get into, these people's lives depend on getting into it. And this allows (laughs) the restaurant to give them an ounce of some meat that was flown in from an island halfway around the world. They put it on a plate. They throw a green sprig of something and drop a few drops of different colored sauces in a pattern and charge 150 bucks for it. And people are just dying to do it. The, the movie is very clever, it's well-written, and the scenes where Chef Slowick and Margot are together are, dare I say, delicious to the point of being succulent. My score <laughs> is five ice-cold Budweiser. It's a great movie. It really is a great movie. I, I I'm glad it to hear that. Yeah, they're advertising it heavy on TV. I want to go see it. it I, um, I'm, I'm a little confused. When I watch the uh, trailer on TV, it seems to be like one of those um, Murder on the Orient Express sort of movies. Uh, nah. Is that the case? No. That's so it, Bob. It's, no. It, <laughs> no, no, I'm not telling you anything else. You have to go into it not knowing anything. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I have said nothing that's not in the trailer. I would not say, I'm not saying anything that's not in the trailer because you have to go into this not knowing what's coming. 
Lamar, if you could only see his face, he's got his face on like, no, tell me something. Give me a little something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just kind of want to know. Come I mean, on, so, bit, does somebody get stabbed? There's a lot of knives that are flying around. In the okay, trailer. okay. With your secret Santa history, you're the last person we can tell anything to. Okay, we cannot. You know, I am so tired with this secret are you, Santa thing. Are you tired thing of that it? I ha- are yeah, you? I'm very tired of well, it. Well, quit doing what you do then. Quit <laughs> yeah. doing it. Just want a little hint. Yeah. Does, I just, is Ralph finds a murderer. I mean, is he? Rafe. He's a Rafe. chef. Ra- uh, Ra- Ray, a chef. Ray, yeah, I don't know what Ralph Feinstein, but Rafe. <laughs> well, Ray listen, he needs to spell his name a different way if he wants to be called Rafe. <laughs> Leave the L out. I think Ray is a cooler Stop name it. than Ralph, so I think I'm right. Yeah. All right. So once again, five buds. That's pretty good. That's great, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it is great. It's great. All I right. love it. Sit tight. We got more with the People's Movie Critics straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats. The Book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com Hi, I'm here at Camp Humphreys and I'd like to shout out my hometown Gainesville, Florida and all my family Kiana, my uh, sister Michaela I love y'all Across the country and around the world on Armed Forces Radio, it's Bob and Sherry So Lamar really liked the menu which uh, is out right now gave it five buds I want to go see that. And at the top of the review, you were talking about how much you love food. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, a six-star restaurant. Do they even do six stars? Let's say a five-star restaurant with, you know, $100 steaks and all of that. It could be, and I agree with you completely, this sort of greasy spoon burger joint. But they make the burgers by hand. And yep. they, they use just the right amount of cheese. And most importantly, the bun. They think about what does this bun taste like on this burger? Because, yeah, we've got some really delicious meat here. But if you get a bad bun on a burger, it can kill it. It's the oh, yeah. place that, that, that steps back and says, all right, yeah, we're just a, a joint, right? We're just a joint, but we're going to be a great joint. We're going to try about 10 different buns, and then we'll decide on what's the best one. And then, I don't know how they do it. They make the bun a little bit toasted, but also soft at the same time. Am I not right? See, is that is, Oh, no, is no. That well, not- well, yeah. What you, what they do to that, though, is they, they, they put a little bit of butter down and put the inside part of the bun on that. So you got the little crispy on the inside and that yeah. warms up the top. The top still soft. What kills me is to go to a place that has a really good hamburger, but they serve it to you on a cold bun. I don't want a yes. cold bun. I, I can't, know. I can't, that, that's ridiculous. I want like a hot dog. I need the hot dog bun to be steamed. I, I need it to be steamed. Right. I, I can't, I can't, it can't be cold, but the bun is big. The bun is a big deal. And I hate to tell you, Anybody, if you're going somewhere and they're cooking a hamburger and they're not cooking on a flat grill, order something else. Order something else. Because if you're letting that all the grease drip out of that, you're not getting yeah. anything. 
flat grill. I never grill. thought of flat that. Grill. Yeah, a flat, flat grill. grill. Hey, you know, speaking of flat grills, I'm going to try it out this weekend coming up. I got, Mary gave it to me because she heard me talking about it. I got one of those gas-powered uh, flat grills. She got it over at Sam's Club. It didn't cost very much. And yep. I'm going to throw some shrimp on that. And I'm going to get some bamboo shoots, just like I'm in a hibachi uh, restaurant, which I, I, I know it's not, you know, classy cuisine. I love going to a Japanese hibachi restaurant where the, yeah. where the guy comes out and cooks right in front of you. And I'm going to try to yeah. create that myself. And she does not think that I can do it, but I'm going to figure it out. No, 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 no. The flat, that flat grill, I got one about a year and a half ago. And I'm here to tell yeah. you everything, it is awesome on the flat. It's like, it's like having a big cast iron skillet, but it's flat. It's just so awesome. What's, you, you've got to what, season it. you got to do all that stuff. But you, you I know, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you did that four hat. times. Are you going to put one of them hats on top of your head so you I can flip the egg that. up there and stuff? You know what? I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll flip the shrimp right up there on top of it and catch it. Excellent. Now, please take a picture of you That's, with that hat on. Please take yeah. a picture of you with that hat on. So, so if I'm cooking on the flat grill, if I'm cooking the shrimp, I'm figuring all I need is a little bit of vegetable oil and uh, uh, some bah, sort of teriyaki, bah, teriyaki sauce. Bah, wrong, wrong, what? no, no, what? no, no. Best, I'm cooking the shrimp. I'm talking about a burger. No, no, but I don't care. Vegetable has no place for that. You need to get, you need to get like olive oil. You need to get a really good olive oil. That burns, that burns too quickly. That no, burns, it doesn't. Uh, no, it doesn't. Not as, not, you shouldn't have the grill that hot. This is like Lamar's cooking Lamar a really good I don't cook. know. <laughs> Lamar's a really good cook. He, you should listen. He knows what he's talking about. So don't, about. don't, don't take the grill up to the top of the, uh, no, 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 no. Now, if you, and if you want to get a high heat, you do avocado oil because it takes a higher heat. But still, vegetable, nah, don't fool with that. It's, you're not going to have a good use, taste. Use olive oil. All right. I'm going to try yeah. to do that. Yeah. I'm going to try that. And, of course, finish everything off with butter. Butter, 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 butter. butter. <laughs> Can't have enough of that. Butter, butter, they butter. Don't, they don't do that. I don't see them using – do they use butter at the uh, Japanese hibachi restaurant? They got a big old yes, block of butter. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course oh, they, yeah, they, they do. They do. Don't they? Yeah. I forgot about and a, There's a nothing of, you can eat that's good that don't have butter in it. Come on. A, a lot of your fancy uh, restaurants finish your steak off with butter, too. You just might oh, not realize I, oh, it. Oh, constant. Yeah. Yes. I learned as how to look, cook As steak. I let mine rest. I learned how to cook can, steak from Gordon Ramsay, and he uses butter on butter, every steak. Butter. You can butter. tell when you talk to Lamar that he embodies the phrase, he ain't here for a long time. He's here for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, take that's you some true. butter. That's true. And then butter. put some butter on that, then cook that down a little bit, then add some butter. Butter. <laughs> All right, all right, before we close out, though, if I'm cooking the shrimp on that flat grill, I, so don't use any vegetable oil or, or oil at all? Just Use, use oil. Butter. Use No, no, you, you can you use, can use no, no, butter burn too quick. Use some olive yeah. oil, but don't leave the shrimp long because it don't take them long. Don't take them long. Yeah, okay. I'm going to be doing that. It's going to be. I'm hungry great. now. I'm, I'm tired of talking about this. I'm going to eat know. I know. There he is. Thank you, Lamar. <laughs> this is Bob and Sherry. Restless Shores is the story of a billion-dollar pharmaceutical company and the somewhat quirky family that runs it. Shenanigans ensue every week. For 15 bingeable minutes at a time, you can enjoy murder, corporate espionage, organized crime, master thieves, more clones than necessary, treasure, sabotage, kidnapping, 
torture, adultery, seduction, plastic surgery, psychic readings, explosions. Feeling restless for more on the go content? We know we are. Go to our website at www.restless-shores.com. You know you want to. Find Restless Shores wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, well, this is odd. I'm decidedly odd. It's the Bob and Sherry off-air podcast called The Oddcast, with stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast drops every Monday and Wednesday on the Bob and Sherry website and the free Bob and Sherry app. I listen to you on the way to work and the Oddcast on the way home from work every day. I love Aren't it. Aren't you sweet? Thank you. The off-air Bob and Sherry podcast called The Oddcast. Download it now at bobandsherry.com with the free Bob and Sherry app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ways to get in touch with The Bob and Sherry Show. Stick your head out a window and yell, Hey, Bob and Sherry. Hey, Bob and Sherry! Get the Bob and Sherry free app for your phone and leave us a talkback message. Hey, Bob and Sherry. Email us through the Bob and Sherry website, bobandsherry.com or email us hello at bobandsherry.com or you can call us at 833 833- 4244-BOB or 844-52-SHERRY. Hello, Bob and Sherry. Leave us a DM on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page or you can just kick it old school and yell out the window. Hey, Bob and Sherry! It is time now for the People's Movie Critic. I'm assuming that the majority of people have Netflix, okay? Except, of course, our Amish listeners, Caleb and Elvesta, who can't because they don't have electricity. <laughs> they spend all their time baking shoe fly pie and playing tiddly wink or whatever. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> you know, you got to understand, if you're easily offended, this movie is not for you. Lars's terrible accent, though, you ask about that, it seems to come and go. And I'm not sure if that's on purpose because that would be funny or if he's just lazy and he wanted to get this thing over with. I know for a fact I did. I wanted to get this over with. You're going to love this. Let me me ask you, though, is 11 minutes and 40 seconds worth of a fight scene a little tiring? Not if you ain't the ones fighting. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a fair point. (laughs) Listen for his reviews every Friday and get all his reviews at BobandJerry.com. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern live live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Our official Bob and Sherry guide to the stars. Charlie King joins us now. And in the break, we asked Charlie, how was your Thanksgiving? Which is the thing Americans say to each other. But of course, Charlie's British. So uh, we want to know how your Thanksgiving was. And then you can ask us what we're doing for like Guy Fawkes night or whatever. whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. <laughs> so what do you I mean Thanksgiving is just like a like a, a food holiday for you all. Do you get invited to to other people's houses? Like what do you do with a big American I, holiday like that? For me um it's it's brilliant because every American that I've come to know and love since moving to this country 10 years ago, they are ready to feed me up and there's always a little bit of jest and you know provocation and fun mm-hmm. jokes but it's always made better by food. So I, I love this country. I love being here. So yeah, feed me up. And which of our classic um, American holiday foods do you like? Because I know turkey's not a really big thing um, in Europe, right? So what what have you learned to love that we make? Um, I like how mac and cheese goes with every holiday meal. Uh-huh. Mac, yes. and, mac and cheese and potatoes go with every holiday meal. In England, Amen. it's very meat and, and and two vegetables kind of thing and uh, no for for me mac and cheese with every meal yes uh, i'm i'm happy with that <laughs> 
Mac it and is cheese kinda, is like pizza. You know, it, even when it's bad, it's pretty good. It's good. <laughs> it, yeah. it is kind of crazy how we're like, okay, we're having mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, mac and cheese, pasta salad, and some mm-hmm. cornbread dressing. Like, it's just, yeah, we're trying right. to murder you with carbs. <laughs> Carb loading. The, I mean, the yeah. Greeks eat that way, so yeah. <laughs> Well, let's look at the let's look at the stars, Charlie. What does uh what does the week ahead hold for us, and which astrological signs need to be paying attention to what? So this week is actually quite interesting. There are some big secrets that are going to be revealed, and this is kind of especially pointing towards the Earth signs. So Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. It may even be that um this kind of big secret revelation comes through the initiation of a Capricorn. Um, my oh. advice to all Capricorns this week would be exhaust every possible option that you have before planning this, you know, revelation or revolution, whichever one oh. that you're going to be involved in. So um, oh. that's, that's, <laughs> I hear the size there uh, for you, Sherry. You know, all you do is a, all you do as a Capricorn is work tire- tirelessly in the hopes of some future achievement that never comes. And now you have to make, as Capricorns, you have to like shove that aside to make room for a giant revelation that's going to piss mm-hmm. a bunch of people off if you don't do it just exactly right. Am I understanding that correctly? You you got it, the nail on the head there. And it, it it's definitely oh. for all three signs, all three earth signs, but Capricorn are gonna find themselves in the in the center. Basically, Mercury moving into Capricorn is going to give every Capricorn the right to probe for the truth, talk about the truth, or even find out a truth themselves. Okay. Um all of this kind of happens under um, the planet Neptune as well, which is like hazy and indirect, a lack of boundaries. It's my summertime planet, if you will, where we kind of let go of inhibitions and we have that extra mac and cheese or we have that extra, you know, hour in bed or something. And mm-hmm. this goes direct this week. Um, this planet affects a particular generation. So I'm talking about those born between 1956 and 1972. Mm-hmm. You're going to be seeing some big moves and gaining positions or on the flip side, some kind of harsh reality checks in wellness and work. Everything is wellness and work right now, for Ed, especially for these, <sighs> these earth signs. Oh, God. So work <laughs> is killing us. We have a toxic secret. Oh, you know what? And the good Shove th- over and, and hand me the mac and cheese and mashed potatoes. <laughs> just let me just take myself out. Oh, my God. <laughs> How about, is there good news for, for some section of the, the Zodiac? Yeah, so even (laughs) even though secrets can be kind of daunting, this one isn't necessarily daunting. It's a big clearing out of something. It's maybe something people have been ignoring on purpose over the summer as well. But for Mm -hmm. Sagittarius and Virgo, for these two Mm -hmm. signs, we've got fiery Sagittarius and earthy Virgo. Actually, this is like super, super prosperous. And there's the potential of like a lucrative contract or a lucrative deal or something you desire heading towards you in the next few weeks to a month. But my warning to Sagittarius with, with that would be, you guys have a few more stumbling blocks than the other signs, but they're just opportunities in disguise. So avoid sloppiness, you know, all planning starts with detailed goals and embrace the glamour. So, so I'm a Virgo and you're yeah. saying that there, there is, um, what, what kind of deals possibly, uh, th- in the offing, a financial, 
um, contract, something that is going to switch up your work or your money. Or both. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think who's going to be getting <laughs> that deal from me because I just have the feeling I'm giving the deal rather than getting the deal. But but that's not what you're saying. This this is good news. I mean, it could Bobby's be. going to get the deal. Why do I get the feeling that yonder workhorse Capricorn is going to be shoving that bucket of rocks up the hill. Why do I get that feeling, Charlie? Mm. <laughs> I, I think I think you know what it means to be a Capricorn and you're just saying it as it is, straight talk style. Mm. Look, Bob, if you could only see Bob's face, he's over there going, I'm getting a deal. And she's going hey, to Hey, listen, do it. keeps you busy. That keeps you busy. Okay. <laughs> You can find Charlie's forecast for this week up on our website at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. And we've got links posted up there, too, where you can follow Charlie on all the socials. This is Bob and Sherry. The Bob and Sherry store is crowded with all kinds of great merchandise. It's always something. Including the new It's Always Something coloring book. It's always something. A coloring book for exhausted adults. Oh. Plus Sherry's cookbook, Cooking with Cats, the book of Bob. I know I'm a blowhard. He's a double blowhard. Mixes from the scone goddess. Ah. Candles. Mother of all mothers merch. And much, much more. Come check out the Bob and Sherry store. Conveniently located on the shop tab at bobandsherry.com. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I was reading an article about awkward holiday traditions that nobody really likes, but that we just keep doing year after year because it's a tradition. Oh, yeah, one of yeah, them, yeah. One of them that came up is something that you guys is no longer a part of our life. We don't have to do it anymore. And that is the company Christmas party. We don't have to do That's that true. anymore. We That's haven't true. had to do it. I mean, we, okay. we did get together for a holiday gathering just ourselves pre-COVID. Um, and we haven't done that in a couple of years because of COVID. But I want you to remember, we've we've had some good company Christmas parties. Yes, we've had we a couple have. that were really, really memorable and wonderful. And then we've had some that were just excruciating. And we had to go because even it was one of those situations, what's that expression? Your absence matters more than your presence. Like you mm-hmm. had to show up. Mm-hmm. just to suffer, just so you could make your face be seen. Because if you didn't show up, it would be, where was Bob last night? How come Bob didn't come yeah. to the Christmas party? Exactly. Yeah. Does Bob have an attitude? Uh, the, Does Bob the, have an issue? Yeah. The the really good ones, there were about three or four years. Uh, we had a very good general manager at the base station, and uh, he would rent out this amazing old house that was probably 100 years old. And it had been turned into a uh, sort of a restaurant destination for people from out of town. People, they had an inn there also. They had fireplaces, um, uh, people, uh, waiters walking around with food, you know, hors d'oeuvres. It was a free open bar. You didn't have to have the tickets. The, The fireplaces and the food just made it great. And there was just the right amount of music in the background. It was fantastic. Now the bad ones were just horrific. Those parties, one. those parties you're describing, um, yeah. a bunch of our coworkers would play music. They formed a band and they would play together. That's right. And that I may forgot. sound excruciating, but it was absolutely wonderful. And there was the food was great, and there were bars in like three of the different rooms. It yeah. was so much fun. 
Then we had the year, um, I think this was the year Doc was the employee of the year. We had it at a brewery, and that's cool. I mean, who doesn't love a brewery? Except as best I can tell, the only food was pretzels. By the time I got there, that's all that was left. Yeah. And, was and that I didn't the get there real were... late. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I dropped Caramia off at dance. I got there 40 minutes after it started and was like, oh, is there a paper napkin I can dip in something and eat? Because there's no food. It was at, at this dinner party. time. I know it. Doc, and the, and the drinks. The you got you got the little tickets and you got two yeah. tickets and you could get one uh, bad glass of beer or bad glass of wine with each. Yeah. Drink. Unless you were friends with like Jessica, who had all the tickets, in which case you yeah. could get two or yeah. three bad glasses of wine. Doc, was that not the year you were employee of the year? I think it was. I think so, because I, I would always show up late. So I would never look at the, the see the food or anything because it, w- it would be gone by the time I got there anyway. Yeah, and, and you're just the employee of the year, so you can just go yourself. Go <laughs> jack in the box on the way home. <laughs> it was grim. It was grim, but, you know, we shouldn't complain because at least they did something for the employees, right? No, I disagree. We should complain. That that was just... I just said we, that to be nice. We, Let's complain. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I thought you were going soft on me. No, that I was a was waste nice. of everybody's uh, night. That was horrible. But, you know... We would be remiss if we did not recall the worst. And I know some of the uh, listeners who have been with us for many years know this story. Oh, this but, is traumatic uh, for Bob. This Sherry so and I problem. had just gotten together and we're just building the show, right? And this general manager who we used to refer to as Wooden Teeth, because his teeth look wooden, decided that he was not going to waste any money to his new bottom line. And he rented out two rooms in a Holiday Inn. Uh, four floors up, and they had a uh, taco buffet bar. And all I can remember was standing behind one of our newsmen, who was a big fella, and he turned around and said, I'm just telling you, there's no meat at the taco (laughs) bar. I went, what? What do you mean? Meat costs money. Hello? (laughs) They had some meat, but it's gone. This man... I'm not saying there was a tear in his eye, but it was close. <laughs> this man loved to eat. We all know the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> you you would get a hard shell taco, and you would put um, iceberg lettuce mm. and and some uh, sour cream and some olives. Merry Christmas to you. Here's your ticket. Ticket to hell. It was awful. Is, the year Doc was employee of the year, our boss was cufflinks. And he gave me a little hug and said, I'm so glad you came. Are you having a good time? And I said, oh, hell no. And he threw back his head and laughed and said, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? Respect. Total, Total respect. respect. I love couples. Total respect. It's Bob and Sherry. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I believe this. I cannot believe this. It's been a while since we had a really dramatic catfishing story in this portion of the show. In the show, so let's talk about Lorraine Marie Rue. She is 46 years old, and she lives in Texas. And she met a guy online. They met on a social media platform, and they fell in love like you do. And of course, she had some issues. Like she told her new online boyfriend that she had some medical expenses. And um, over the course of 16 months year and four months, 
she managed to scam him out of more than a million dollars, all of all of which she took to casinos in Oklahoma more than 300 oh. times and gambled it away. <laughs> and this went down between October 2020 and February of this year. She told them that uh, she needed money for medication. She told him that she needed money for her daughter to have a sur- surgery. She told him that she could reimburse him later, um, but that she had to pay the costs up front. She used fake email accounts, pretending to be her own employer and notifying him that his reimbursement was coming. He cashed out his retirement savings, a mutual fund, his all of his bank accounts, took cash advances on credit cards, and borrowed money from the bank in order to give her this $1.2 million. So this wasn't like a guy that had a lot of money and, oh, well, this is a guy who gave her every nickel he had and then borrowed every nickel he could and gave her that too. She got arrested did he, a couple did he ever did he ever come face to face with her or was it strictly online? Does it say in this story? You know what? I the the police reports don't say whether or not they, they ever don't. met. I get the yeah. feeling I get the feeling that the whole thing was online, but but I could <sighs> be wrong. There's no record, by the way, of um any medical issues for her or her daughter, but there are records of her going to the Durant Casino and the Thackerville Casino um, more than 300 times in a six-month period to gamble away every nickel this man had. She got arrested a couple of weeks ago in Texas. She's been charged with 10 counts of counterfeiting and one count of corrupt business influence, which doesn't seem like all that much, but she is facing time in prison. And the prosecutor in the case said the victim's heart was in the right place. And this perpetrator took advantage of that. God, you got to be so very careful. Like I'm a big, I'm a big believer in like love and romance and you never know how you're going to meet somebody, but this could happen to anybody, anybody, anybody. I I, I just have to say, um, if let's just use Mary as an example. If Mary, in the course of a couple of years, were going to have her nails done 300 times, I have the feeling that I would know. Um, he doesn't, she's going 300 times to a casino they, and they don't he doesn't, know, in he the doesn't same, know about any of that. I understand. And that's part of the problem. That, they don't live in the same place. It would be so easy to hide that from him. They're not even in the same state. That's my point. How are you giving over a million dollars to somebody you're not even, you don't even see very often? I got to say, he's an idiot. He's real. I I know his heart is in the right place, but I don't think it was his heart that wanted to be in the right place. Um, I, 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 this, this is what guys do. They just, they become crazy. If one of y'all is nice to us, you know, you've got nobody in your life. And all of a sudden somebody said, yeah, I'm going to be nice to you. Now that's going to take a million dollars. You know, because I got my needs over here and you don't he's got enough money to fly to wherever she was multiple times and and to kind of get the lay of the land. Don't you agree? I mean, I think I think that it's easy to say all of what you just said um, when you're on the other side of it. But I think that for people, there are people listening right now who have been catfished, Bob, to a much lesser degree who've been scammed by someone they thought was a real person. And maybe they didn't lose anything more than their pride, right? 
But there are people listening right now that have been catfished. And when it happens to you, you don't realize that it's happening to you and the water gets hotter by degrees. And yeah, maybe you've got alarm bells going off like, well, who has this many afflictions? This is the unluckiest person ever, but but this is a human being that I care about. So yeah, I'm going to send some money. I think it I think it dials up so slowly and you're in it so deep and then they manipulate and play on your decency. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Max? Yeah. You can see yeah. any of those shows that they have on Netflix where those people are scammers. You can see how it, it happened very slowly. And yeah. No, I, I get that. And I've seen some of those shows and I've read the stories just like you have. And, and I can see how somebody is drawn in. It's just, and maybe it's me having grown up poor, but I, I want to go to the hospital and drive your daughter home after her operation. I've, I've got to well, see a little bit of what's going on here. A guy like you isn't going to stay on the hook for long, but there's another guy right behind you that might. Yeah, I suppose and that's a sucker. I'm, what, what I'm saying is whether you're a man or you're a woman, don't be a sucker. Just because you and I are suckers in person over the long haul does not mean we get to judge people that are suckers virtually. A thousand pardons. Look at me. You're exactly look right. At a me. thousand pardons. Yeah. We've been suckers. Okay. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. We've been suckers. <laughs> so we we judge not, lest you be suckers again. We'll post this up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. This is an unbelievable story. It's Bob and Sherry. Veterans, there's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Sherry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandSherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with pipe green charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic, courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. How to keep the spirit of Christmas alive in your older kids. Like, I've got my kids coming and they're grown up, and so is Madison, and they're all coming for Christmas. Hampton is still in his teens and in college, and I'm wondering if he shows up here, if he's going to spend the whole three or four days in his room online. I just, or <laughs> is he going to come up? Is he going to come out of his room and bless us with his appearance. And I'm not just picking he's like on him. Punks, he's like Punxsutawney Phil. He, he will is. Hampton, yeah. Will Hampton come out of his room and see his shadow and we'll have six more days of Christmas? I should get a top hat and stand <laughs> really outside should. of his room. I know. I know. But it, it's an issue. And it's not just Hampton. I mean, I was that way, you know, in a certain period in my life where oh, I just don't want to get involved with these boring people. So this person wrote an article about it. I'm going to burn through what you should do to keep the spirit of Christmas alive in your older kids. I right, just just let me burn through them and then we'll discuss. Here we go. Make them a part of the mission. Give them the opportunity to be an important part of another family member's experience. 
Give them a real-life example of what's truly giving. Let them be a part of it. Make new traditions with them. Build up the anticipation. Keep an old tradition that they can get into. Redefine festive to fit where your family is on the life stage chart. Go all out decorating with them. And finally, let them contribute. You know what, folks? If you put all those things together and you do all those things, that 14 or 15 or 16 or 17-year-old will not change one iota. That's been my experience. That's been, it's just, especially the boys, they just go away. They're so self-absorbed. I look back, and I'm ashamed about this. I am ashamed about this. I look back on the period in my life between, say, 14, I don't know, 40. No, Eight, I'm only Nine months ago. <laughs> <laughs> just or, roughly. Uh, you know, just a rough guess. Uh, no, I, I'm going to say it's 14. For me, it was about, because I had to grow up quickly, 14 and 20, 21, something like that. I have no idea what was going on with my parents. Even my, my sister is 14 years younger than I am. No idea what she went through going through high school and all of that. I was just so absorbed in, you know, first of all, myself, and then secondly, making a living because I was out the door at 16 and a half. I got to find a job somewhere, and that took up a lot of my time. You just, they're in their own world, and you have to, I guess, give them that. Now, if it's one of these things where they're getting rude and they're not even coming out to dinner or, you know, they're not talking with anybody, that's got to be reassessed. But I don't know what you do to get kids that age into the holiday spirit. It's like, it's like taking kids who are eight, nine, ten years old on a fall leaf excursion. They don't care. Oh, look at, look, the sugar maples are out over there, Billy. He doesn't care. You have to accept we have, that. We have one, we have a lot of holiday traditions, but we have one that my daughters are so fixated on that no yeah. matter how hard it is to pull off or how overwhelming it is, I have to pull it off every year for them. And that's our mm -hmm. annual cookie decorating thing where mm -hmm. I bake like a million cookies and people come over and they spend all day decorating cookies. My mm -hmm. kids start asking me about that around Halloween. Really? So I'm, yeah, so I know that of all the traditions that I've tried to create and reinforce with them, I know that they will, they will dig me out of my grave, tie an apron onto my corpse and send me to the kitchen to bake these cookies. Were they like them. that when they were 15? Always. Yeah. In fact, mm -hmm. when they were 15, they would, um, cause they can bring their friends over. They would bring their friends yeah. over and they would sit and decorate yeah, yeah, yeah. with their friends. But they're yeah. girls. Maybe it's a different. Maybe yeah. it's a Hampton. A boy Hampton. I don't I, know. I know you're in there with your fraternity buds. Um, Daddy Bobby is making cookies. Come on in, boys. Come on in. You can decorate. You can take somebody, some of them back to the frat house. Wouldn't that be nice? I bet the other brothers would love it. Yeah, that's. Here's I'm going to try want, that. I don't want you to do that because why you you don't want a bunch of frat boys leaving your house referring to you as Daddy Bobby. That's not going to end well for you. I just have a bad, sick feeling. Okay, yeah, promise yeah. me. Yeah, I do. I promise. Promise me. What is it about the phrase, Daddy Bobby's making cookies, that makes me feel like we're going to have a deposition? Like, no. He doesn't come that often to visit anymore. I don't know. 
Is it because Daddy Bobby's making cookies? <laughs> I don't actually call myself Daddy Bobby. I mean, there's some things I'm doing on the show. Let's never do it comedic. again. Let's <laughs> never, ever do it again. I feel so dirty. It's Bob and Sherry. I'm sorry. It's Daddy Bob and Sherry. Facebook, 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 Facebook. Follow Bob and Cherry on Facebook. Get all kinds of great stuff. One billion. That is how many active users Facebook now has. Facebook, 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 Facebook. She switches on her computing machine and looks to see what her friends have been up to on Facebook, the electric friendship generator. There's this thing called Facebook. Facebook. Facebook page. We have five likes. You name it. News channel, YouTube, Hulu, Facebook, Twitter, dot this, dot that, dot everything. It's the whole enchilada. Or you can follow Bob and Sherry on Twitter, at Bob and Sherry. Twitter, Twitter, what are you tweeting? And we'd love to hear from you. DM us on Facebook or Twitter anytime. Just follow me here. No one, won't you follow us on Twitter? So get social with Bob and Sherry on Facebook, Twitter, or at Bob and Sherry on Instagram. When I was coming up, Instagram was a dope deal. You know what I'm saying? Get details at BobandSherry.com. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. Hi, Amy. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. I'll give you the jingle stick there to welcome you. This is Thanks, a Bob. this is about your father-in-law. Oh my gosh, he's notorious for disappearing acts at all family functions, but this one was the best. This was a couple years ago, Christmas Eve. We're visiting them in Texas. You have to understand, his wife of forty some odd years has an identical twin, and they're the most devout Catholics on the planet. Right. So this is Christmas Eve. They're going to 5 o'clock mass. Right. My aunt says something along the lines of, oh, I think the battery on my camera's low. He's like a rocket out the door. Oh, I'll get batteries. I'll be right back. (laughs) So he shoots out the door. This is normal for him. So we're like, oh, there goes Dick. So he's gone. (laughs) How many times have I said that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is, I guess, two. We're talking, this is. Hang on, Amy. Hang on. I'll tell you, the gifts are falling out of the sky for us this morning here it's on the, the Bob and Cherry Show. It's fruit. It is. Sure. Now, back. Oh, there goes Dick. Back. Let's get back to Amy now, all right? Let's get back to Amy. Gotta have batteries. Yeah. Yeah, because she needed a battery immediately. So yeah, of course. Leaves. Who doesn't? This is, like, this is two in the afternoon. They've got five o'clock mass they've got to be at. Right. So TikTok goes the clock. Everybody's getting ready. My husband and I are not. We had a brand new baby, so we're, we weren't going to service. So we're, we said, you all go on to service, and when Dick gets back, we'll send him on. You know, he probably got held up somewhere. So he comes rolling in at, like, 5.30. And we're like, hey, Mud, what's up? Because you're way late for math. He's acting all oblivious. What? I meant what? 5 o'clock mass with your wife. Like, you didn't know you had to be there? Oh, well, I had to, I had to uh, walk the dog. I had to stop at home. What had happened when we dug into what he was doing? He sat down at the mall, and he fell asleep. He fell asleep at the mall? At the mall, on the old man bench. You know where the, all the yeah, old men sit? Yeah, over by the plant, yeah. Yeah, over by the battery store, he said. So he, we said, you get on the mask quick, because you're in trouble. When they got back... 
my mother-in-law's eyes were swelled shut. She had cried the entire service. Oh, my oh God. how do no. you live with yourself? Oh, no. Oh, she was still crying when she got home. You know why she was crying for his lost soul? Oh my gosh, you it was insane. So I'm just cooking, do 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 whatever. My husband's rolling his eyes and then finally dad went over and he apologized and she held him lovingly and said, I can never stay mad at you. I can never stay mad. I don't and say that quite as much as I say no, there goes no. Dick. There goes Dick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gave uh he gave Would a you rather time. would would you rather say there goes less or there goes Dick? Always, always. always. And, it, yeah. and it fits him. It fits him like all Does it? Yeah. It's funny how life works out that way. So so the uh, um, of the two Catholic sisters, did the other sister, did her husband go with her to Mass? No, she devoted her life to God when she was 18, and she's never been married. She's never been with a man ever. She's like a nun. But when Dick married his wife, he got, it's like a twofer. It's all vacations, you know, with the twins. Everything they do is with the twins. That's oh, why he's really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Dick and the twins. Dick and the twins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God, oh, Max! Listen, That's the line of the Andy, season, Andy, right Andy, there. I gotta tell you, this is the greatest Christmas gift this show's ever gotten. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. My husband and I have chewed this story so many times, I can't even tell you. Well, no wonder poor Dick is so tired. I can't believe he was left at the mall sleeping. That is really tragic. (laughs) Yeah. Priceless you know, if they don't send out a Christmas card that says, Happy Holidays from Dick and and the the Twins, twins. they're missing something. (laughs) Oh, and everybody knows it. He finally had to put his foot down to not share a hotel room when they go on vacation. Because he said he can't get out of the shower without the twins Keep- both being right there. And that just happened like a year ago. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You know, people's lives are so fascinating, Amy. Oh, my God. I want to thank you for sharing um, this beautiful holiday remembrance with us. You you are very welcome. And our, our best. Can you give Dick and the twins the jingle stick? Uh, all, all day long. Veterans. <laughs> <laughs> There's no real way to say thank you for everything you've done for us. But the Bob and Jerry Show is sure going to try. We want to send veterans on vacation. Thanks to our friends at Visit Florida. Just nominate your favorite veteran by going to BobandCherry.com and hitting the contest tab and sharing their story. We could send that veteran and their family to Amelia Island, Florida to stay five nights at Residence Inn by Marriott Amelia Island. Located near the beach, this hotel has spacious suites complete with full kitchens, which are perfect for families. This also includes an eight-hour fishing charter with Pipe Dream Charters, a round of golf at Amelia River Club, and a Lux Boho Picnic courtesy of Lux Picnics by Les, plus round-trip flights and a rental car. If you're active military or a veteran, Florida salutes you. Bob and Sherry are sending veterans on vacation. Nominate a veteran or yourself today at BobandSherry.com. Bob and Sherry contest rules apply. The new and improved Bob and Sherry website. Just go to BobandSherry.com. If you watch the Friends TV show, if you're a big Friends fan, the, the name Carsey Werner, Carsey Werner Productions, that's probably familiar. It's on the end credits of every show. Uh, Marcy Carsey and Tom Werner are television producers. Now, producers. Now, Marcy, Marcy Carsey has retired. And I, I just want y'all name. to know, I just want y'all to know how well you can do as the producer of the TV show Friends. Now, they had other f- shows, too, but Friends was really, really the deal. 
So um, there's a website that I um, get updates from called Dirt, and it's just it's a real estate website, but it's like real estate at the most insane level of unbelievable homes and people with a lot of money. And so this hit my inbox a few days ago. Marcy Carsey spends $20 million on extra Malibu Montecito homes. Now, you know you're doing well when you're buying extra homes in That's Malibu. That's where Oprah lives. That's where Oprah And Montecito. Lives. Harry and Meghan live in Montecito. Yeah. So I just thought I would share with you that prior to this, she already owns nine multi-million dollar homes in Southern California, including a $100 million estate on the bluffs in Malibu. But you always need like a spare house, you know, or an extra house. And sure. so she she got a couple of these. She got another one in Malibu on Broad Beach, which is apparently really, really like desirable and fancy. And then, and that house used to be owned by, do you know a comedian, Dick Martin? Is that the guy from La- that Rowan Laughing and Martin, TV show? Yeah. yeah, Rowan and Martin, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was his place. Um, that was his place on, and th- that she bought. And then um, she bought another place in Montecito, which is a 1950s ranch house that looks exactly like the 1950s ranch house that your mamma and peepaw um, lived in for their entire life. And that, of course, was like $13 million. So, wow. I mean, I know these are investments, quote unquote, but can you even yeah. imagine? No, it's hard for me to fathom all of that. I mean, I, I'll go to a resort area, whether it's in the Carolinas or Florida and sometimes uh, Southern California, and you'll see houses on golf courses or overlooking the ocean or whatever, and they're empty. And, you know, you ask whoever your host is, uh, wow, a lot of empty houses around. Oh, yeah, the folks over there, and points to a 6,000 square foot house. Yeah, they only use that about two, three weeks a year. <laughs> and, you know... Coming from what we come from, which was not very much, it seems so wasteful, so wrong. I mean, it's, it's none of our business what somebody else does with, with their money, but it just seems like they should be punished in some way. I don't know if I, I think mean, it's they just, need, I don't it's know if they, much. I think they need to be punished, but I can only imagine that having that kind of wealth changes the structure of your actual human brain. I, I it think has it to. must. It how, has how, to. Because all I can think about is, oh my God, you own nine multi-million dollar homes and you just bought two more. Now you have 11 really expensive houses. Mm-hmm. That just seems like a lot to keep up with. And I know Marcy's not cutting the grass and mopping the floors, but you have to, you have to deal with hiring people. To, it's just a lot, isn't it? There was it an seemed, actor who had like, like a prison made out of dollar bills, like crazy. Mm-hmm. There was an actor, and I forget who it was, but he had a house in Switzerland, a house in Malibu, he had a house in France, he had a house in Italy, and I I remember this one thing about him. He said, "Yes, that's quite a few houses to have, but uh, they're all fitted so I can use the same key wherever I am, whichever house." And I oh, thought, well, what a what a wow. pragmatic person. I like, know, what a good idea that is. Let me tell you how far away I am from those people with 11 houses who would just say, yeah, we've got eight, but, you know, I really, I, I want I want three more, and these are just beautiful properties. 
In a previous life, I went to uh, visit my girlfriend's parents, and they were very well-to-do, very well-to-do. And um, I, I had uh, two pairs of socks. I was going to be there for the weekend, and I brought along two pairs of socks, and I should have brought along three or four. And her father went into his bedroom and came out with two pairs of socks for me, brand new, brand new, never used before. Here you go. I said, wow, they're brand new. He goes, yeah, I, what, here's what I do. I don't buy, you know, a pair of socks here and there. I, uh, I buy two boxfuls. And so, you know, I always have them. I said to myself, wow, he buys his socks by the box. He has two boxfuls of socks. And then her hairdryer broke that weekend and she just went out and bought another one at the drugstore. And I thought, wow, she didn't even wait. She didn't borrow one from her sister or her mother. She just went out and bought another one. Compared that mindset to, I think I'm going to buy the 11th house. Well, Bob. We're not the the same creatures. The closest we've ever gotten to Box of Socks is Fox in Socks by Dr. Seuss. (laughs) That's about right. Yeah, it's just just completely unrelatable for me. We're going to play the Bob and Sherry box office next. It's Bob and Sherry. So if you're a regular listener, you know that I am, the word is not really squeamish, but when I'm in front of a microphone, I don't like to talk about certain disgusting things. So I'm just going to give you a heads up. This is not really terribly disgusting, but it's not something I normally, (laughs) I normally would talk about. It's mildly disgusting. The way that you phrase that, it sounds like, now when I'm not in front of a microphone, bring <laughs> it on. I but cannot that's not get the enough case of either. the disgusting. No, that's no, not the case at all. That's not the case either. But, you know, I just, I've just done this for so long and I'm not comfortable talking in cert- with certain words. But anyway, I mentioned not long ago that Madison came with her dog and I love her dog. It's a doodle too. And his name is Dudley and he's a puppy. He's nine months old and... You know, he's not totally trained yet, and he drives Finn crazy, but Finn kind of likes him. And so she was here for like two or three days. And uh, Madison and and Mary went out shopping, I guess. And I'm alone with Dudley. So as a matter of fact, uh, you and I were on the air. And I came out, and there's an inexpensive rug um, that's about a six by four as the entryway to the house. And... uh, you know, it's kind of a matte type of rug. I look over and Dudley has gone on it. And I mean, big time. Um, he's gone bumpies, as the two women in my life here are saying. He's gone bumpies, but good. And I go, oh, my God, I'm now on my hands and knees and I'm cleaning it up and I'm spraying it and it, it's not getting better. So I take it outside. I'm hosing it down on the deck, you know, and it's and they come home and they went, where's the rug? I said, well kind of ruined and mary goes always oh, an old rug don't worry about it because you know she's having a good time with her daughter she's not going to be bummed out i went okay well what should we do with it well you're going to take it to the dump i went uh, okay and then what we're going to do she said i'm going to buy a new one just like it on amazon and it should be here in about 15 minutes i went okay that's the plan so after that experience i'm saying i'm the only one that's going to take either one of these dogs out to go go to the bathroom And so I took her dog out at night to go. Well, unbeknownst to me, he had been going 
in the same area for like two days. And I stepped right in it with my sneakers on. My brand new sneakers that have deep crevices. Mm. So I think you, you mm. got the visual. Yeah. So I went, oh my God. And I, I took my shoes off and I said, I'm just going to leave them outside. I am not dealing with cleaning these shoes right now. And there's no way they're going inside. Not with, uh, you know, herself. So I said, well, I just stepped in it. And, and you're going, oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> and so the shoes are out there, you know, hardening and so on. I took Finn for a walk after Madison left and I saw a stick down on the, uh, on the path. And I went, look at that stick. That's a good stick. I'm going to clean my shoe with that stick. And so took Finn, who's always perfect, let him inside. And it was kind of cold out. And I took the sneaker that I stepped in. And I mean, it is just disgusting. And I start flicking it. And then I start digging in and cleaning it. And my lovely wife opens the door and she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm cleaning out my shoe, my sneaker, because I stepped in Dudley's stuff. And she goes, ooh, that is disgusting what you're doing. And close the door. What are you supposed to do? Does she think that this is like a minor hobby that I have? I go walking around just so I can step in it so I can sit down with a stick in the cold and try to file this stuff out. It's her daughter's dog. I was taking him out. Okay, I don't complain about it. Oh, I didn't say I'm sorry. anything. Did you Did you think there was some possibility that Madison would say, "Bob, I'm so sorry. Let me clean your shoes for you." Did you did Oh, you that think never that was... crossed my mind. Okay, good, no. because you're more no. likely to be swallowed by an alien than you are that right. happened. But but here's the thing. She knows what happened, where it came from, that I, I'm not bringing this into her clean house. I'm trying to save the, the shoes were like $140 and I'm out there trying to save the shoes. And she says, that's disgusting. Like I'm enjoying it. Like this is something that is um, like an advocation. Like some men okay. collect coins. I like doing this. Here, let me give you um, let me give you a tip that will make this next cleanup not just easier, but even kind of fun. Are you ready? No, seriously, because before the, our kind old rescue fun. dog, before our old rescue dog Marley died, he was big. He was like a Labrador Chow mix, mm. right? He was a big boy, and his boom booms were as big as he was. And in his old age, in the two weeks before he died, he could no longer really take care of himself. And so the boom booms would be in places in the driveway or the yard where they hadn't been before. And so you not know it and step in it. So I, I stepped in it a couple of times and here's what I did. I took my sneakers off, went in the house, got a bottle of cleaning spray. One time I used Clorox spray. Another time I used Mrs. Myers, just whatever was right there. I saturated the bottom of the shoes with cleaning spray, let them sit for about a half an hour. Then I put them back on, walked to a puddle, stood in the puddle for a little bit, came out of the puddle, jumped up and down, back in the puddle, jumped up and down, stomped my feet, jumped up and down, stomp, stomp, stomp. 
And you know what? It cleaned my sneakers and I got a workout. And there is something fun about jumping up and down in the driveway that you, pro- you probably haven't done that since you were a kid. Wow. I can't wait for the next time now. There will be a next time, my man. It's going to be Christmas soon. And guess who's coming? Not Santa mm. to your house, mm. Dudley. Dudley. And guess what he's bringing? Not a bag of surprises. No. He's bringing a Deadly. Yule log. And yeah, it's going to be deadly. right out there where you can't see it's it. It's deadly from Dudley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Try my method. You get a little workout. Yeah. It's more okay. fun. It's not as disgusting. Yeah. Folks, thanks for listening to the Bob and Sherry Show. You're welcome. Okay? You are welcome and happy holidays. It is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I think because I've been looking at um, kids' toys online, li- I mean little kid, like baby toddler toys, of course, you know, the internet knows what you're up to. And so what happens when you look at something like that? Every Everywhere you go, those products and toys are showing up. They're in your Facebook, they're in your Instagram. Like sure. I'll, be, I'll be Googling what's happening in Ukraine. And on the side of my screen will be, Order the Coco Melon Musical Learning Watch now, where, where, where it does not where it does not belong. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think because of all of that, that's why I got the uh, press release about the bad toys this Christmas not to buy. And mm-hmm. one of them, the way that the press release was written, and kids, this is why punctuation matters. I thought what I'm about to read to you was the actual name of the toy. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lil Woodsy's Tickle Your Taste Buds Bakery Choking Hazard. (laughs) (laughs) Mommy, mommy, I want the choking hazard one. I I looked at that and I went, I was tired. You know, it's a long day. Yeah. I'm sitting there with a glass of wine and I went, well, now I'm not a toy expert, but this seems like a terrible name for a toy. Kev goes, what? I said, it's, it's something It's something called the Little Woodsies Tickle Your Taste Buds Bakery <laughs> Choking Hazard. And he goes, give me that. That can't be the name of the toy. Oh, yeah. They they left off like a comma or a, a colon or a dash yeah. or something. I right. think you can tell sometimes by the name of the toy that you're in trouble. Like, for example, Disney's Action and Adventure Sword. I know what's going to go wrong with the Disney action adventure sword. Um, how about the ooze labs chemistry station? The word ooze is one of the least attractive words in the English language. The phrase chemistry station tells me we're going to potentially have an, yeah. an incident here with the kids. <laughs> yeah. How about the, um, here's another good one. The nerf pro gel fire mythic blaster. Well, mm. kid, you're going to put your eye huh? out with that. Like, I can tell by the name of that toy that There's we're gonna, going that we're all going to end up crying. The Black yeah. Panther Wakanda Battle Claws. There's <laughs> no way. There's no way we make it till bedtime without tears. No, no. way. Now, all the, our little ones, except for Ada, who would love to have the Coco Melon Musical Learning Watch, even though I'm the Coco Melon drives me crazy, and apparently you can swallow the battery. And that's why you shouldn't buy that toy, according to this press release. I had someone tell me recently that, um, and this person was not kidding, Bob. They said, do you let Ada watch Coco Melon? And I was like, well, not if I can help it. It's so irritating. Well, there are um, hidden subliminal satanic messages 
Oh, in, good Lord. in Coco Melon. And I thought she was kidding. So I said, well, I know when I watch it, I, I'd like to be in hell. And she said, don't even joke. <laughs> don't even joke about that. The devil is speaking to our children through, through Coco how do these Melon. People, how do these people get uh, drawn into these stupid rabbit I holes? Know. I don't know, yeah. but if I mean but years if ago it was Barney. It, it, it's always a child's uh, character. It just seems so ridiculous. If you're worried about Coco Melon, take my word for it, and do not buy the little woodsies tickle your taste buds bakery choking hazard game. Don't because, do it because that's going to be nothing but tears. It's Bob right. and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.